Hey guys, this is Brene, and you're listening to another episode of Fifty Shades of Slay. Now you know your ass is too old to be up in the club when you walk in and half the motherfuckers in there are guys you've babysat at some point in your life. I think I'm at that point, guys. I'm gonna have to stop hitting the clubs. <laughs> it's sad realization. I'm 33 and I, uh, yeah, I definitely was not feeling it last night. I was feeling my outfit, feeling my makeup, and then walked in there and felt like a total cougar. So it's definitely a different vibe, especially maybe just here in Windsor. I need to go hang out back in New York with the grown folk, the grown and sexy. Like, where's the clubs in Windsor? I need to, I need to dance, but I don't want to dance with my little brother's friends. So, <laughs> if you know of a spot, let me know, because Friday night in Windsor was all teeny boppers. I felt so old. Talk about feeling old. I did something that I never thought I would actually do yesterday, and I called the city on a neighbor. I had to. This woman, or I don't even know, a woman, man, I've never actually seen these people. But they have this dog that's outside all the time. I'm not even saying just hours on end. I mean days. This poor dog, the thunderstorm we had the other day, this dog was out throughout all of it since then he's been outside for the last three days at least and he's barking and he's sad and now he's laying down and kind of resigned to the fact that this is his life so i uh i felt really bad i had to call the city and let them know this address and the condition of this poor dog that's the first time i've ever had to call the man on somebody so that was a tough one it was one of those things like do i mind my own business or do i step up for the good of this animal i mean i just rehomed my dog because of the conditions in this house weren't the greatest for him and he was getting depressed and i had a 120 pound dog and he wasn't eating and he was doing displaying behavior that he'd never displayed before and yeah i had to rehome him for his own good i get having to give up a pet is hard if you love him and you know what i mean but i can't even say the love is there with this animal because I've never seen the owners. I've never seen this dog be pet. I've never seen this dog be fed. I mean, he might get all that inside, but I've never actually seen this dog being paid any sort of attention. And he's outside for days on end. Even all summer long, he was outside. Like, all day, all night. So, if you have pets, at least be responsible. You have to be responsible. No matter how cute they are, no matter how expensive they are, no matter what. Like, you have to be responsible. These are lives. They might not be human lives, but they're lives that you're responsible for. So, I don't know. You always have to think about their well-being. And it pisses me off when you don't. I was uh, watching a video on the Hurricane Florence out in North Carolina. It was a PETA video. And they ended up saving, rescuing a dog off of a porch. And people were up in arms because this dog was so, like, scared. It was scared, obviously. He's surrounded by water every which way so people are freaking out at the owner of this dog i mean i don't think the owner's actually been named but i mean the house was shown so i'm sure that would be easy enough for google researchers to find yeah the dog was on the porch pacing back and forth and obviously terrified because he's in the middle of a flood and a hurricane people are going crazy over the owners for leaving the dog on the porch instead of rescuing it and calling the owners pieces of shit and they should never own a dog again and like you gotta love the the facebook warriors it's it, it gets interesting sometimes 
So throughout all these comments, there was a few people that actually had some common sense. I mean, if you're a pet owner and you love your dog, you love your cat, like chances are you wouldn't choose to leave them on a porch in the middle of a hurricane. But certain situations I could see and understand how that would be your only option. Like for me, I have two kids. If there was a hurricane and flooding up to my freaking waist, I know my two kids are going to be clinging to me. There is no way I would also be able to take my 120 pound panicking dog as well because he hates water and in any sort of rescue unless I was in a car or something like that. But if it was an emergency flood where I couldn't even get in my car and I'm walking down the damn street with my kids in the middle of a flood, chances are Coda is going to have to get left. I'm sorry as, as much as that would hurt. There, what other options do I have? It's my kids or my dog. And my dog would have a better chance staying at the house and getting to higher ground in the house or on a porch somewhere than in my arms with two panicking kids and a panicking dog. That could possibly get loose and end up drowning. Like, it's there's so many factors you have to consider when you're in that situation. And we haven't had a flooding like that in my whole lifetime. So none of us here can actually say shit about it because we've never been in that situation. But um, I've also known people that have been evacuated when they were at work and their kids are at school or they're not even anywhere near home, but they can't get to the house. So there's so many factors that you have to kind of consider before you start attacking these people on the Internet. And um, a lot of people don't think of that. So I get a kick out of the comment section <laughs> of uh, a lot of these posts, including one in a mama's group. And we all know these mama's groups are famous for this bullshit, but... There's the new thing is are these millennial moms ruining Halloween with Halloween coming up and I know it's still September but everyone's prepping for Halloween. I got my shit coming on Monday to build my Halloween costume and you guys are going to love it. I'm not even going to tell you what it is but uh, I'm building my Halloween costume this year and it's going to be sick. Yeah so I take Halloween seriously. I want to decorate. I'm ready to decorate now. So millennial moms are ruining Halloween apparently because a lot of them aren't taking their kids out trick-or-treating. They refuse to celebrate the holiday if you want to call it that, whatever. So they're not taking their kids trick-or-treating. They're not, they're either not even getting them costumes or they're taking them to like a community center or something, some sort of community or church party that night in lieu of trick-or-treating. And people are saying that that's killing the whole vibe of trick-or-treating because now there's less kids in the streets there's less people handing out candy there's less people decorating so there's less things to kind of see there's less people kind of getting festive with it which is the whole point I mean it's not really I'm an adult I love Halloween I love I don't know I love the gore I love the haunted houses I love the hayrides I love the pumpkins I love the decor I love all of that shit and my kids love it too it's like, but really, it is all about the kid. They're going trick-or-treating, they get their candy, they get dressed up, it's their day. You know what I mean? That they get to be whatever they want and kind of go and have fun with it. So I get in the sense that all these people that refuse to participate are kind of killing that whole experience for our kids. Because even now, you go trick-or-treating and half the block, their lights are off. And that's because they're either not celebrating or they've taken off to other neighborhoods to go trick-or-treating, which makes your neighborhood less... I guess active. I don't like to drive. I I rather like take my kids out in my in the neighborhood. I mean, mind you, the new neighborhood I moved in now, I might end up driving back to my old neighborhood to go trick or treating in because it's a little sketch. So I get that, 
but these people aren't even using like safety as a concern there's they're citing like religious reasons which i think has become a huge cop out now i mean i get if you're religious you have certain things and certain values that you want to abide by and i respect that but now people are using religious reasons for not getting their kids vaccinated for not wanting to participate in certain things in school like they're using the religious reasons for a whole lot of bullshit that they know damn well aren't legit reasons so that's what kind of makes real religious reasons kind of downplayed so people are saying that they're not doing any of these halloween shit because of religious reasons yet they're going to a community center or something with their kids in costume and getting candy from there so it kind of defeats the purpose right i mean then it becomes more about comfort and i guess convenience because you're warmer you're not walking around blocks and blocks and blocks with your kids complaining that their feet are hurting or their bags are heavy i mean that's all of the fun of the whole fucking trick-or-treating in my opinion so yeah if you're going to cite religious reasons for not participating in the halloween i guess experience then don't go to these halloween parties don't go and dress your kids in halloween costumes like you can't have your cake and eat it too i guess so yeah i think millennial and it's not even just millennial parents but for the most part, those are the ones that kind of started in the trend. I think you're definitely ruining Halloween. And even Christmas, I've seen last year, people are like, oh, I'm not even going to bother telling my kids there's a Santa because uh, I don't want to lie to them. And like all these bullshit reasons, fuck you, don't kill off Santa. Stop doing that shit to your children. They, give them, they don't have very much. They don't have very much in this world to look forward to, to freaking believe in, like, you know what I mean? Let, that's why they have no imagination. That's why they want to be on their tablets. That's why they're all entitled. That's why they all think they deserve fucking everything in the world. Because you parents are telling them, oh, there's no... Like, you're killing all the magic in their whole childhood. And I, it's, it blows my mind because I couldn't even imagine doing that to my kids. I mean, half the magic is seeing their faces when they think the Easter bunnies come and dropped off all this stuff. Or when they believe Santa's come and, like, it's... Guys, you gotta stop killing your kids. You're ruining your kids' childhoods. Like, let them be kids. It takes a couple hours of your fucking day to go trick-or-treating with them. Go walk around the damn block. Go put on some comfy shoes. Get you a coffee. You're good to go. Like, stop ruining these holidays for these kids. It's it's touchy for me because I take this shit seriously. I love the magic in my kids' eyes. And I don't see how... I don't understand why you would want to take that from your own kids. So... Participate in Halloween, participate in Christmas. I mean, like, it's all in the fun of it. I mean, it's all about the kids. It's not about the adults anymore. So once you have kids, you need to start doing this shit for them. And keep doing it. Build traditions. Stop killing the magic. Speaking of magic, I've had the most magical month, guys. Like, I know I've been slacking on a few of these episodes. And I've had good reasons for missing them. I'm... I'm sorry I didn't intend on doing it. Last week was a technical difficulty, so I ended up having to redo episode after episode until I just gave up because my program was messing up. So I had to find a new program, which I have, and I'm good to go now. So I can continue pumping out awesome episodes for you guys from now on. I won't miss another one, I apologize. But before that, I was doing the um, fashion weeks. So if you were following my Instagram, then you already know about all of that. I was in Toronto with my good friend Naveen Dominic and her cosmetics and we were doing the African Fashion Week in Toronto. So that was an absolutely amazing, amazing experience. 
I mean, just being around all of my people of color, it was like the fashion, the beauty. It was, it was a magical moment, guys. And I was so blessed to have been there. There was amazing people, amazing food, amazing clothes. It was just, I can't even describe the experience. I got to meet Princess Tessie of Luxembourg, like actual royal princess came down and she rocked her African kind of fashion too so she came she came and represented that was it was amazing and we had a chat i didn't think she was going to be actually talking to everybody but she we chatted and it was she was beautiful it was awesome big shout out to kyle gervaisi his fashions he won an award actually for his fashions that he showcased there but they were beautiful and i need to get my hands on a couple pieces of those so uh we're definitely going to be in touch and of course, Naveen Dominic Cosmetics, she supplied the makeup for all of the models throughout the whole um, African Fashion Week. So she was represented throughout the whole fucking thing, and I was so proud of her. And then from Toronto, we ended up going, sorry guys, my voice is like, uh, like so bear with me. Um, so from Toronto, we ended up going to New York for New York Fashion Week, which was insane. Like, guys, I've never been to New York. This is my first time even stepping foot in New York City whatsoever and I fell in love within the first like hour I was still at the damn airport and I was in love with New York City it was just the vibe the vibe itself I mean the, like it was you could smell the power you know what I mean it was so different than little Windsor where everyone's freaking trying to stab everyone in the back to get ahead like one step ahead it's nuts it was a whole different vibe everyone was a grinder everyone was a worker bee everyone was fucking on their shit and it was it was amazing i don't know you can you can feel that like, it was a whole different vibe you could actually feel because like and that's the kind of like power people i need to be around that's that's my people it was it was amazing but yeah fashion week shout out to airbnb because i had an absolutely horrible host who wouldn't even let me in his house after i paid for my reservation but airbnb being awesome as they are ended up quickly resolving it they ended up setting me up in a penthouse suite downtown manhattan city with a beautiful gorgeous view of the empire state building with we had like private rooftop access our own little patio on the freaking penthouse suite it was and during new york fashion week like this was insane so the 50 dollar a night couch i was going to sleep on thank you for being a douchebag and doing what you did because i ended up with a serious upgrade and um, it was actually within walking distance to everything I needed to do. I was 15 minutes walking distance from Times Square. So I was there all the time. It was, oh my God, guys. Like, if you've never been in New York, you have to. This is, it was a beautiful city. It's, there was so much to do, so much to see. And I didn't even see half of the shit I wanted to see. So uh, yeah, Fashion Week definitely kept us busy. Guys, I got to walk in New York Fashion Week. Like, seriously, I got to walk in New York Fashion Week. Thank you, huge fucking shout out to Naveen Dominic, because without her, none of this would have been possible at all. But, um, yeah, thousands of people auditioned to be models for New York Fashion Week, and Naveen got me in on, like, a four-day notice. Like, it was, it was amazing, and it was an, and it was an experience I'll never forget. Definitely never forget. I got to walk for um, Lemire Designs, a beautiful cape and beautiful bodysuit dress. It was, oh, I wish I had money to fucking buy 
pretty much everything in that whole collection and among others yeah it was gorgeous i was nervous as fuck but it was it was fun it was a 60 foot runway and i was in heels that i had just bought that day so they weren't broken in i was like but i rocked it i didn't even stumble <laughs> and then i got to showcase some jewelry ooh, 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 from jasna fine jewels in New York City with at the Caesar Galindo show. Caesar Galindo from Project Runway. I got to showcase like thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. Oh, I just felt like luxury. <laughs> so you can check out all those pictures on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I've been posting and I still have tons to post. And with the fashion show, we actually had um, a photo shoot uh, downtown Manhattan. So we were in Times Square doing photo shoots. We were in... The Madison, no, we didn't go to Madison Square Gardens. We got to do um, Grand Central Station uh, photo shoots. We did photo shoots in Harlem. We, we did everywhere. Like, I got photo shoots all over fucking New York, guys. This is amazing. And I'm waiting for all the photographers to send me these photos so I can actually post some good ones and not just the ones from my phone that, like, I had side people take. But um, yeah, if you haven't experienced New York, you have to. So shout out to Caesar Galindo. Shout out to America's Next Top Model that I walked with. Also, Victoria Henley. That was a pleasure and an awesome meeting you because I'm a fan of the show. I've watched you on the show and now I got to actually walk with you and meet you and catch you on Instagram. And like it was it was an experience that was that will definitely top a lot of things in my life. I've had a pretty exciting year, guys. I've done more in the last six months than I've done than most people do their whole lives. I've gone to Europe. I've toured Europe. I've gone to Toronto. I've done. I've gone to New York Fashion Week. Not even just gone to. I walked in New York Fashion Week. The one downside about being in New York Fashion Week: the first day I get there, all the girls had already been there for a few days that I was meeting up with. So they'd already been in New York working and doing whatever they had for the last few days. So they were tired by the time I arrived at like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. So we just went for dinner, whatever, hung out. And uh, there was an after party that night. They didn't want to go. They were all too tired, all too exhausted. They wanted to take off their heels, kick back, go to sleep. We all had an early morning, but no one wanted to go to this after party. And I needed to split the Uber. So I couldn't go to the after party by myself. So we end up everyone going home, whatever, not thinking anything of it until the next day when I check my feed and I see every fucking where that at the after party that we were all invited to, we were all invited to, we were all invited to that we didn't go to <laughs> was the exact same fight that Miss Nicki Minaj and Miss Cardi B were scrapping at. Yeah, I'm sure you've all heard of the scrap with the when Nikki got her head lumped and whatever was it Cardi B? Someone got their head lumped, and uh, yeah, we could have been at that after party watching that shit firsthand. So we missed apparently the party of the year, and just because some bitches were tired. So just goes to show you, don't ever fucking miss out on opportunities for other people. I should have just spent my money and fucking went to that party by my damn self. So, huge shout out to Lemire Designs, Caesar Galindo, Lyric Charade, our makeup artist for the week, Jasna Fine Jewels, Pix by Shiloh, our photographer, Kevin Fuhr out of Delta Imagery, um, Getty Images, 
Darren Wayne or all of our amazing photographers throughout the whole week that we are there. <laughs> Airbnb for hooking it up. Like the awesome character artist that did the most amazing street art in 15 minutes of me. Like everyone was just so amazing in New York. Thank you everyone. Thank you New York for making my experience so memorable because I was scared. I gotta admit, like I even coming from Detroit, knowing all the stereotypes with Detroit, you you gotta know, like you you have to know all the stories about New York. Like I was thinking I was gonna get mugged, pickpocketed, I don't even know, shot. I I didn't know what was going, what to expect. But I was I was terrified, and like the whole time I was there, I never even got that vibe from anybody. Everyone was nice, <laughs> opening doors, like being polite. Except when it came to when it rained in New York. Because it's one thing to weave in and out of traffic and people in the streets of New York. It's a whole other thing to do it when it's raining and everyone's got their umbrellas popped up. It was like a Tetris game of umbrellas. I swear, I wish I would have been able to record that shit. Because it was like up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right with your umbrellas. And it was you had to like know your pattern, know your opening with your umbrella before you got to the person in front of you or you're going to collide. They say like everything's so fast in New York. Flirting is even the same. I swear when they did that study that determined that you know if you want to fuck somebody within the first 10 seconds of meeting them or not or whatever that bullshit is I swear that study was done in New York I don't know like we were and we were dressed like models so we were at photo shoots and whatever so we were approached quite a bit in New York and it wasn't even like these guys had game or anything or even tried to have game they're just like oh what's your name oh can I get your number oh what's your Instagram all right hurry up let me know if I got a chance right now so I can move on to the next if I don't and it was like whoa <laughs> i was not ready for that it was it was an interesting dynamic new york has its own version of speed dating i guess i love the chaos i thrive in it so new york is my city man but probably only if i could be in a penthouse suite in downtown manhattan every time right because i don't know if i could have stayed in harlem or any of those other boroughs call me naive guys but Coming from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, I never really looked at New York on a map. I knew it's there, I know where it is, and on a map, but like if you don't, unless you zoom in or have been there, you don't really know that New York is a bunch of different little islands. I did not realize that. I didn't know. Call me dumb, whatever. I did not know that New York was a bunch of little islands. I thought it was all like one big chunk of land with all these little things like Brooklyn and Harlem and stuff on the side of them. But I didn't realize they were actually all separate islands and you had to go across all these bridges and tolls and stuff to get to actually Manhattan where Central Park and all the main city and Times Square and shit is. I didn't realize that. So it was an interesting realization when I was booking somewhere to stay and I'm thinking everything's kind of relatively close to downtown. And then I'm finding out, no, they're on whole different islands and it's a whole different mode of transportation. So... I lucked out with uh, that Airbnb, so shout out to them. Another huge score for Airbnb. And of course, I cannot forget Miss Naveen Dominic, goddess of my life right now. I can't even describe to this girl how thankful I am that for the experience, for the friendship, for just the kindness that she's shown me in such a short time. And anything I can do for her, anything I can do for you, girl, let me know because I'm forever in your debt. Not even that you would demand it, but just because... Just because of your kindness. She's one of those people that even, it doesn't even matter how big she gets, how famous she gets, how much money she makes, she's always going to stay humble. And she's always going to, she's always going to be that kind of person that will help the next person out. And that's so rare and beautiful to find in a person. 
she's just unchanging, uncompromising, no matter who she's talking to. It could be she was talking to the freaking princess and the same way she was talking to the model. Those kind of people are so rare. So when you find those people, you have to appreciate them. You have to grab them. You have to kind of like latch on because those are the people that will lead you in in the right directions and those are the people that will never stab you in the back no matter how much they smile in your face unlike some people I've come across in recent years so yeah big shout out to Naveen thank you for everything everything I can't even thank you enough <laughs> but no I didn't get mugged I didn't get robbed no bad experiences everything was was great the people I met the models I met the designers I met like it was it was just beautiful <laughs> and I was invited back next year so I guess you'll be seeing me on a lot more runways guys because I think I'm hooked I think I'm hooked next stop Georgia 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 <laughs> I'm coming for you so if you know any hot spots or good Airbnbs in Georgia, let me know because I'll be there within the next month and a half, I believe. Maybe two months. I gotta figure some shit out because Monday, life gets back on track and I've gotta go back to work for the post office. So after my six month hiatus, I'm back to work and I've gotta go put my uniform back on and go and deliver some mail. That's gonna be fun. My job's pretty awesome. I can't complain. Delivering mail is actually pretty fun compared to some other jobs I've had. I'm excited and nervous to go back. We'll see. It'll be like the new kid again. Before I end this week's episode, I want to let you guys in on a little project that I'm working on with some local photographers that I think is going to be huge and it's very, very near and dear to my heart. It's called the hashtag go feel yourself campaign. And that kind of started when I was diagnosed. There was so many people that cared and that were genuinely concerned about like how I was every day and throughout my treatments. People that had gone through it, people who have had loved ones that have gone through the cancer, like just and people just wanted to be supportive. But personally for me, having every time I came back from a chemo, having 50 messages in my inbox asking how it went or how I was feeling or if anything could be done for me, um, it just got overwhelming. So I ended up creating a group so I could like add all these people that were genuinely concerned. I wasn't knocking like their concern for me. I appreciated it, but it just became too much for me to have to respond the same thing over and over again and kind of relive it. So, um, so I started a group and it was, uh, my battle. I, I forget the, wow, that's bad. I don't even remember the name of my group. I think it was super mom, my fight or my I forget the name of the group because I haven't posted in it so long. But in the group, I took that I uh, started using the hashtag go feel yourself. So instead of hey, go fuck yourself, it was like go feel yourself. That's kind of like my way to raise awareness. Like you need to go feel yourself. Legit, the only reason I found my cancer, the lump of cancer in my breast, was because my sister in law had a pamphlet in her shower that was hanging there every day. And I lived with them for, I lived with my brother and my sister-in-law for like six months. So every day I showered, I would see this pamphlet in the shower and it described exactly how to do self-checks on yourself, what to look for and like how to rub and you know what I mean? And kind of the frequency and things like that. So it's like a whole pamphlet of awareness. And because I was in the shower looking at this every day, I got into the habit of checking myself, feeling around for lumps and whatever and 
I did this for years. Like, it was almost a game. Like, oh, I'm going to feel myself now. So I did this for years, and then one day I felt that lump. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute, that's different. So after, like, so many years of false alarm, or not even false alarms, just feeling myself for the hell of it, just because why not, I noticed when something was different. So because of that pamphlet, I grew got into that habit. So I dubbed the hashtag, go feel yourself, as my way of telling you guys you need to get into the habit of going and feeling yourself and looking for like those lumps and if they're not there just keep feeling yourself like every whatever every week whatever make it a habit so that if something were to happen and you developed a lump you would recognize it and you would feel the difference right away so that's like self-awareness and early detection are huge when it when it comes to cancer it could mean the difference between life and death literally that's kind of what I'm trying to get more out of because a lot of my friends I've asked them and like even knowing me and knowing what I've gone through a lot of them do not do self-checks because they think they're too young or their their boobs are always lumpy like oh it's always it's always lumpy it's always changing but they don't do those self-checks so if something were to happen you won't know you wouldn't know because you're not doing those you're not being aware and chances are you're not going to the doctors to get mammograms at our age so chances are it's going to be too late before you recognize something and it's sad because I was diagnosed, I had that lump for a while, and it didn't hurt, I didn't feel anything, I didn't feel any different inside, I didn't feel tired, I wasn't drained of energy, I wasn't sick, I wasn't throwing up, there was no physical symptoms that that cancer was there, other than me feeling it and like just feeling that lump, it didn't even hurt. So this is my kind of like gift <laughs> to everybody else, is the hashtag go feel me. So with October being Breast Cancer Month, and I am do this ever all the time, so it's not just October, but with it being kind of, I guess, accentuated in October, this is my opportunity to launch my Go Feel Yourself campaign. So I'm going to be selling stickers, I'm going to be selling bumper stickers, I'm going to be selling shirts, I'm going to be selling all kinds of shit to kind of sponsor my team for the CIBC Run for the Cure. Um, the walk, well not my team, because I'm going to walk by myself, I'm walking for me and everyone else that had to go through the shit that I had to go through. So yeah, so you can help me sponsor that. You can donate directly to the CIBC Run for the Cure um, under my name if you'd like. <laughs> There's so many different ways that you guys can get involved and help. But the main thing, if you can't do it financially, the main thing I ask you to do is to share my hashtag. So whatever you post, hashtag go feel yourself. Just to kind of raise that awareness. I'm, I'm going to need everybody's help to kind of spread this because nobody's exempt. Cancer does not discriminate whether you're a man, woman, young, old, like it does not chew, pick and choose. You're just as vulnerable as anybody else with the breast cancers. So I'm going to need everyone's help to kind of spread this awareness and kind of get this project off the ground because I'm excited about it. And this is something that is very near and dear to me, obviously. It's going to be showcasing on my part. I'm going to be, I did some photo shoots. Uh with uh, Misha Z photos, with Renee Tremblay, with uh, Marika photography and some other local photographers throughout the month of October and I'm going to showcase kind of my body like real and raw and you guys are going to be in for a shock because a lot of people don't realize what I actually go through when I look into the mirror every day and as beautiful as these photos are and as confident as I can be now with showing and sharing 
this side of me to the world, I guess. Mentally, I went through a lot throughout the whole beginning of all of this. And I know a lot of other people do too. So finding the beauty in all of this was the most difficult part of me. So that's kind of what I want to portray with the photos that are going to be coming out. But I don't want that to take away from the message that you still, the importance of self-checks and early detection and being aware of your body is I can't I can't explain how crazy important that is so for the month of October I'm going to have some special guests on um, on holistic treatments on Reiki massages on uh, I'm going to have Jack Kungle on the show he's going to come in and show you tell us kind of how about how he saved his life the doctors gave him months to live with no hope of treatment or anything and he's going to explain how he saved his life with uh medical marijuana and changing his lifestyle and his diet and everything else even five years later or five or more years later he's still here and kicked in and one of the healthiest guys i know so this october is going to be kind of all about all about the c word <laughs> so um i hope you guys bear with me. I hope you guys can help me and by sharing my hashtag, sharing financially with like purchasing the bumper stickers so you can kind of get everyone else aware when you're in this rolling around in the city and just help a sister out because I think this is one of the most important things that we can get across to people. So with your help and with my dedication and with some of these photos, I think it's going to raise a lot of people's awareness and it's going to wake a lot of people up. And that's what we need. So shout out to uh, everyone helping me out with that project. Misha Z Photos, Renee Tremblay, Amanda Shireen, my makeup artist, and Lash Girl Extraordinaire. You can actually Amanda and I are going to be partnering up. We're going to have kind of a long-term relationship. She's going to have my uh, makeup taken care of and my lashes. Girl gave me minks. She hooked me up with minks. And got my lashes done at Lash Me Loft at uh, 2605 Howard. So make sure you guys go check out Amanda because she's the shit. And uh, Naveen Dominic, like awesome, huge, huge, huge shout out for every freaking thing. You're an amazing girl and I'm so blessed to know you. Um, Deliver Bay, the company where we're, we're going to have a partnership. So you guys are going to be able to use your 50 Shades of Slay um, coupon code when you order anything from Deliver Bay and have them deliver anything, virtually anything to your house, whether it be headphones or a freaking can of Coke, they'll come and deliver it right to your door. Um, but they're going to be working with Fifty Shades of Slay too, so we're going to have a partnership going on. I'll uh, get back with more information on that once we kind of set those in motion, but they're also going to be uh, our guest next week and they'll kind of explain a little bit more of what they do and what they can do for you. So keep an eye out for that because that's going to be like the Uber for lazy people. <laughs> you don't want to leave your house. You don't have to anymore. Um, so yeah, so make sure you stay tuned because I'm not going to leave you guys hanging anymore. I'm sorry. I apologize. No more missed episodes, even though life is about to get cray cray. Um, it was just, yeah, the fashion weeks. I was traveling. I was going from Toronto to New York, having to pack different outfits because, you know, you can't wear the same thing to two fashion weeks. And it was just nuts. So there was no way I could provide quality episodes for you guys. So I just didn't. I couldn't. So I didn't. And um, But I'm back now. And I hope you guys are back too. Because I don't want to miss any of you. 
and just stay tuned because shit's about to get real exciting and I'm riding this wave everywhere I can go. So stay tuned and ride it with me. <laughs> Enjoy this throwback song and until next week guys, bye! I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. I love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave.